So, you may, some of you may remember Devin Barrett. He was with us last July. And uh, his family, his wife Brianna, and his children Lux and Lennon, two-year-old girl and like an eight-month-old boy, right? And uh, they leave the King's Ministry on campus here, uh, and they have for some time. And um, we're just thankful for the connection the Lord's made between us. Uh, Jill was the one that actually was instrumental there. And uh, we are thankful that he's going to be with us to share from the word this morning in just a few minutes. But we'll do that in a few moments. And Andrew has a few announcements here to give just before that. So. All right. Huh. Did you know God is pleased with you? I put that on my screen to remind me that God is pleased with me. Hallelujah. Um, as mentioned, Adan and Maria are cooking Latino lunch for us today. So fellowship afterwards. Uh, they're making tacos and Mexican rice. Zach, did you want to say something about meals on Sundays? How many of you appreciate lunch after church? So, yes, we all appreciate the meals that are taking place after church. Um, I feel like I'm always looking for volunteers, and I'm sure some of you are getting sick of hearing it from me. But um, we are looking for anybody. Like, if you have a meal that you would like to, something that's special that you would like to bring to the church, or if you'd just like to help out, it's really not intimidating. Like, we're looking for people to help out in the kitchen um, to do a meal um, for a Sunday morning. We'll, we'll order the product in. Um, we make it incredibly easy. I mean, even with the coffee bar, literally you make a pot of coffee and you thaw out the donuts. Like it's, we've, we've lined it up so well. Like it doesn't take any work at all. We just need some people who are willing to just provide their hands and just set it up um, and help clean up afterwards. It'd be greatly appreciated. That would be awesome. So. All right, also, um, you'll see outside there, we have a little bulletin board that says, help us update our youth room. Um, we are gonna be doing some fundraising and we just have a little box out there for anybody who wants to donate. Um, I was informed today, I didn't know this, but the upstairs youth room is 20 years old um, and we want to do an update on it. So um, if anybody would be willing to donate you know, a little bit goes a long ways. Throw it in that box. There's a bucket out there with a little slot in the top. You stick it in the top. And our goal is $2,000. Um, and uh, I don't think that should be too difficult to, um, to accomplish. We have some youth that are super excited, um, especially my daughter. She made it clear to me, we got to do something. So I was like, okay, well, let's do something. So, awesome. Thank you. Uh, Sue and Tassel and I agree it's time that we do stuff up there. 20 years with the same paint, with a facility filled with busy youth. Um, I didn't know it, but when I, before I came here yesterday, I'd written down a list of things that I wanted to check on or do. 
And one of the notes said to pull out the 2003 photo albums because I discovered this coming May will be 20 years since we had our dedication Sunday with this new facility. Well, I, when I walked in the door, there was that bulletin board that Zach and Abby had made up about the youth room needing renewal. Yeah, it's time. And I'm excited. I put out those old albums. Some of you, many of you will find yourselves in those albums with your old paint clothes on, sheet rocking clothes. I mean, we did major volunteer work up there. And we're so thankful to the Lord for all the help and donations and money that came in back then. But we thank you, Father. We are so expectant of your provision once again, 20 years later, for this update upstairs. We thank you, Father. Every aspect, every hand, unique ways to participate. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, we still need someone with IT experience to help with the church computers. If you're interested or know anyone who is, please talk to me or one of the deacons. Uh, this Wednesday, 9 a.m., uh, Steve and Joyce will be sharing a touch point. Uh, 6 p.m. on Wednesday, the kids and youth activities and men's group will be happening. Uh, this Friday, uh, the youth roundabout will start for grades 7 to 12. Meet at the church here at Friday at 6 p.m., $20 per youth. Activities will go all night from Bemidji to Faustin to Bagley to Clearbrook and back. The youth will be back at the church here in 10 Strike by 7.30 a.m. Saturday morning. Please let Zach or Abby know if you plan to attend or know someone uh, that should be a part of that fun time. You can see archive touch points, Sunday morning messages, and give online at 10strikecommunitychurch.com. I believe that 2023 is going to be a good year. I've shared that with some of you this morning already. I have great expectation, not just for the youth room, but for my life and for the body of Christ. Um, I'm, as a business owner, I'm looking back towards last year. A lot of us are, you know, preparing taxes and looking back at 2022, reviewing finances. My first question is, how were your finances for 2022? And I don't want you to answer that now. This is self-reflection. I would encourage you with your great expectations to put God first in 2023. Um, I'm not planning on skimping on my tithes and offerings. I'm going to be generous uh, in those things, in my finances, because of who God is to me. And for what he has in store for me, I'm believing by faith. So uh, let's see how my finances and your finances will multiply when we trust Jehovah Jireh, who is our provider. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for what you have in store for me and each one of us. Lord, our families, we put our lives in your hands and we trust you to guide us, direct us, Lord, and, and renew our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. If you give this morning, there's boxes on the back wall. Uh, let's give a welcome to uh, Devin Baird this morning.
Well, it's, uh, it's an honor to be here with all of you guys again. Um, I believe last time I was here was, you said, July. And uh, yeah, we were actually here for the Hispanic meal last time. And I remember I mentioned to Steve, I was like, if I ever come back, you know which day I want to come back. <laughs> you guys are uh, blessed here. It's, a, it's an awesome community, an awesome church. Um, you have an amazing pastor. Uh, Steve and I have had some great conversations in the last couple of months. And yeah, it's just great to be here. A little bit about myself. Uh, I'm a Bemidji local. I grew up in Bemidji, been here the majority of my life. Uh, I've been married for roughly, or sorry, a little over five years now. And uh, what number is that? No, just kidding. My wife just left, thank God. Oh, she looks at me. Uh, sh my wife is going to the nursery right now. We've got two little kids. A uh, little girl, Lux, she's two, and Lennon, who's eight months. Uh, my parents are actually here today as well. So it's very great to see them here. Uh, yeah, we, we run a college campus ministry. I was actually just thinking about this in the back, that about 10 years ago, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And since that day, I have never stopped doing the ministry of the Lord. It's been life-changing. And so it's just great to be able, it's actually a privilege to be used by God, you know? Uh, we also do drywall. That's what company that I own, Barrett Drywall and Painting. If you guys are never needing work, go ahead and feel free to reach out to us. I've got a couple great young Christian guys who do a great job, and we'd love to come out and help you out with whatever you need. So, yeah, a little bit about, I'm going to give you guys an update on Kings, actually, here. Uh, so, if you remember last time I was here, I talked about our college campus ministry um, God's just put a dream and a vision on us to see the college campuses across America saved. We want to see students come to Jesus and live for him. We believe that, that people make a decision for Jesus in college, they'll live for Jesus for the rest of their life. So this year alone at Bemidji State, we have seen 42 salvations for the Lord. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. God is so good. And I just want to thank all of you who have been praying for us and who have given to us. Uh, it really means a lot. It's, we, we couldn't do it without you. It's, it's a team effort. We're the body. So, oh, great. So I'm an evangelist, okay? I usually preach the gospel. And today I'm going to do a little bit of teaching all right, and I actually have notes here. Usually I don't have to have notes for when I preach. Um, and I laughed, because when I got to church today, I opened them up in the back just to look over them again, and I've got scribbles on them from our daughter. So <laughs> I'm gonna, I think I can still read it, so we'll be all right. I'm gonna stay, we're gonna stay on point, all right? I've got a handful of scriptures I'm gonna read today. Uh, you don't need a stand or anything. I'm just going to read through them, and you can follow me in your Bible. So if you want to open up to Matthew 5, 13 through 16, as we're going to read there. I think, I don't know if they have projections for these or not, but I'm going to start here in Matthew 5, 13 through 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if it loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, 
and it gives light to everyone in that house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. I want you to go to Matthew 8. Five through ten. I'm going to read a story. When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. Jesus said to him, shall I come and heal him? The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just as the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. To this one I say, go, and he goes. And to that one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to all of those following him, truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. We're gonna go back just a little bit to 728. In 29, got a couple more guys. Stay with me. I'm teaching today. I know it's boring, right? It's the word of God, man, and the word gives faith. So here we go. Matthew 7, 28. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority, not as their teachers of the law. Now I'll just, the teachers of the law did not teach with authority. Okay, and we're the last one we're going to read today is probably a verse that's going to seem very familiar. It was Matthew 28, 18, and 19. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today, I want to talk about authority. And you'll realize, actually, most of the verses I read today talked about authority, except for one, and we're going to get back to that. But four years ago was the last time I talked on authority, and I, I was thinking about this, and I was like, I haven't talked on this subject for a while. I know I told Steve, I'm like, I love, I love authority. I deal with it all the time in evangelism. We pray for the sick. We cast out demons. You know, when you're out there telling people about Jesus, you're, you're calling them out of the sin and darkness that Jesus can give them freedom. It's through his light. And there's so much to do with authority when you're in that, that area. And I was like, when's the last time I preached about it? And I was like, oh, that was four years ago. And I, I remember I was standing before a bunch of college kids, and there was a girl with a boot on. And I was like, you come to the front. And this girl walks up to the front. And I was like, guys, this is a demonstration of light and darkness. And this is what the authority of a believer can do. And we said, be healed in Jesus' name. And I said, take off your boot. Girl took off her boot and began to walk around. She's freaking out, completely healed. God ended up breaking out in the meeting, healing every person there. And they prayed for one another. I didn't even have to pray for another person they realized by demonstration that you can say, be healed in Jesus' name, and it'll be done. My hope today that when I'm done preaching, that through the word of God, we'll build faith in you, that you today have all authority through Jesus Christ. That last scripture we read was one of the most important scripture, 
Jesus had died, had risen again, was speaking to his disciples right before he left and had went back into heaven. And he said, all authority on heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Therefore, go. Jesus is that place of authority for every believer. It's not my authority. It's not your authority. It's his authority. All authority comes from God. Governing authorities, we read in scripture, they were placed there by God. Every authority and our authority comes from him. And guess what? He has all authority. How do you access that authority? Here's the question. Here's where I feel like today where we're coming from. We believe Jesus could say to someone, be healed, and they'd be healed. We believe Jesus could grab the addict and pull him out of their sin, and they would be free. We believe Jesus could say to the demon, get out, and it would leave. Why don't we believe for sleep? Like, why don't we believe that we can do that, you know? And how do we access that authority through Jesus? And my answer is faith. Anytime that we want something from Jesus, or sorry, I would say the kingdom of heaven, we need to exercise faith for it. You want to be saved? Great. You can be saved by grace. How do you get grace? Faith. You want to be sanctified? The word of God says you can be sanctified by faith. Everything comes by faith. And how do we get faith? By hearing the word of God. The word authority in Greek, I had to look this up. And I use an amazing tool called Bible Hub. Has anybody used that before? Yeah? All right, a couple of hands. Great. Bible Hub. If you ever honestly are doing biblical research, great resource. You can find it. It's awesome. And the word authority in the Bible is the Greek word exosia. Okay? And that word exosia is also known as power. You can translate that to power, weight, or there's also in some understandings, influence. We use a lot of times the word of God, authority. I love looking at that because how many times as believers we're like, I want more power, right? Like, I want power to do heal the sick. I want power to cast out demons. We want this, and we think we have to work for it. I'm going to tell you right there, we cannot work for the authority or power to do those things. It comes by faith. Devin, well, can I work to grow in faith? No. Faith is, is a pretty interesting thing. Faith comes down to the place of believing, of simply surrendering to Jesus. To say, Jesus, I believe you, despite my circumstances. Devin, what if I fast more? If I fast more, will I be more powerful? No. You'll enter a new place of relationship with Jesus. You'll do it because he called you to do it. But it doesn't give you more power. It doesn't give you more authority. You can't just purchase it. You already have all of it. It's in Jesus. 
So when Jesus calls you to go, he'll back you up. I'm going to give you a couple examples of authority, okay? So how do you know you're walking under authority? How do you know? What maybe some things, and I guess honestly these may be subjective, but we're going to, write, we're going to go over them, all right? Because I think they're good. You say, Devin, these are good, all right? You don't even know what I'm going to say. The world will despise you, 2 Peter 2.10. The Antichrist spirit despises authority. I believe the scripture also says that they will heap abuse on those in authority. If you are in the world, you hate authority. It is your natural instinct. Look at Satan rebelling against God. You will heap abuse on them and slander them just like Satan would love to slander every being who is created in the image of God. That translation, and this might throw a couple waves, but it's good to hear that translation. Also, that authority means governing authorities. That the Antichrist spirit will slander governing authorities. Okay? Think about that next time we're talking about political leaders. Children of God do not slander any governing authority, even though we may not agree with them. We speak highly of them. If you're under authority and people slander you, that's normal. Two, how do you pray? When you pray, do we pray, God, okay, we need a miracle in church, right? And someone's like, okay, Lord, I pray, God, if it's your will that you would give the doctors um, the ability to be able to heal them. Understand that prayer. It's not wrong to pray for a doctor to help them. But when we pray and we doubt, we don't have faith. The Bible says that if we lack faith when we're in our prayers and we ask and we're not sure we're going to receive, he says, don't expect to receive. Lord, I, I pray for my children and I, I hope, God, that, that they just will stop doing what they're doing and, and turn to you Nothing's going to happen. Lord, I pray for my marriage, God. I just Maybe you could help it, God, and if it's your will, if you could help it. No. We pray with authority. Everything we do is with authority. When you pray, you say, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for healing them. Whether miraculously or through the hands of the doctor, Lord, I thank you you heal them. Lord, thank you for my children, that you've created them to be strong children of you, that they can walk in the light as you were in the light. Lord, I thank you for my marriage, for the reconciliation and the healing that can take place in it, God, that you will do it. I thank you that it's already been done. Amen. The prayer of a man with authority Will actually make people uneasy. When we pray for the sick, people get upset at us. They say, you're commanding God to do that. No. No, he has all authority. I don't command God to heal this person. Jesus already healed them. All we do is walk up and say, be healed in the name of Jesus. The cross says that you were healed in past tense. 
All you have to do is take authority and claim what is rightfully ours, right? Jesus has already finished it. It's done. It's a beautiful thing. I love it. I love authority. I love, I mean, look at the disciples. Jesus told the disciples, go on out, heal the sick, cleanse the leopards, raise the dead, cast out demons. And after they go out and they heal all these people and cast out demons, raise dead people, they come back to Jesus and they're like, even the spirits submit to what we have to say. They had authority. And he said, that is good, but remember, be more thankful that your name is written in the book of life. We have a job on earth, and we will walk in authority to do it. And here's the evangelist in me. If you're unsaved, walking in authority, healing the sick, casting out demons, raising the dead, every believer can do it. That won't get you into heaven. We need Jesus to save us from sin. That your name will be written in the book of life to know Jesus and to walk in his ways. If you're a person under authority, religious people will call you arrogant, cocky, self-confident, The reason why is because you're secure. You know who you are in Jesus. And somebody who is wishy-washy, throwing back and forth by the waves, insecure, does not understand it, and labels it as arrogance. You could be arrogant or cocky or self-confident, and that came from you. Don't, don't just say, like, oh, they call me arrogant. I must have authority. You must know it comes from Jesus, all right? It comes from the Lord that you have authority through him. Here we go. We read a scripture in Matthew 5 talking about the light of the world. Authority means power, influence. Salt preserves things, but it also enhances. How many of you, when you get yourself a plate of food, start sprinkling salt on it? Maybe you don't. Maybe you're like, I don't want that. That's too much salt in my food already. Good for you. But salt enhances flavor. It makes food taste good. Salt preserves things, right? Influence. Every believer in here has influence because you have authority. You are the light of the world. When you, how many people like summer campfires? I mean, if you're in Minnesota, you love it, right? I enjoy myself a campfire in the summer. And when you're sitting around a fire at night in the middle of summer, where does everybody's eyes go? The fire. You gaze at it. You're drawn to it. And if you ever sit around fire long enough and it gets down to the embers and it's, it's really dull, you're just watching it your eyes will start to fix on the stars. I don't care who you are. Your eyes are naturally drawn to light. You are the light of the world. When you walk in authority, the power of God is in you. Everybody can't help but look. Those who are in the darkness will see you as a light and a beacon. They'll come to you and, and they will listen to what you have to say. 
and usually repent. But then there's also those that will look at you amazed by you. But when they see the light that you are, they're afraid that you might expose the life that they're in. And those are people of the world, and they're in the darkness. And I love shining on them. And I'll do it again and again and again until hopefully one day they realize that, yes, I want the light. I believe authority is like light. That when you walk into a room and you turn on a light, there isn't a blob of darkness that just somehow sits there. That everywhere we go, when we have Jesus inside of us and we understand who we are in him, any situation that you're in, you turn on the light and the darkness has to leave. Jesus is the answer. He is all authority and it comes through him. And today, honestly, I hope, I hope that we realize that there is no gift of authority and that this person's called to that. Like, Devin, oh, you've been called to evangelism and you have some gift of an authority. No, I'm a normal believer. You hear this? I'm a believer. I believe in Jesus. Whether you're a little kid in here or you've the, the, been a Christian the longest, you're a believer. And we have access to the same Jesus. Every situation we walk into, you carry Jesus. Here's actually something crazy. I have not shared this with anybody yet, but Friday, I got home from work, and Lux wanted me to dance with her, listening to some listener kids, like Christian music. If you have kids, you've probably heard of it. And it's upbeat, man, and I'm trying to hold both kids, and I'm dancing, and my knees hurt, like, pretty good. And I, I'm going to sit down on the couch, and Lux is like, Dad, dance, dance. And I'm like, I keep, I'm like, my knees hurt, Lux. And she puts her hands on my knees and says, be healed in Jesus' name. I mean, we've been teaching her to do this for a while. Like, like we lay hands on her when she gets owies. We be healed in Jesus' name. And, and if we play dead, we'll say, be healed in Jesus' name. I mean, why not teach them? They have power and authority. And no joke, my knees felt better. I was like, she's got faith, man. She's two years old, and she has faith. That's beautiful. Do you guys like stories? Uh, I have another story. Uh, no, we're not going to go there. I want to pray. I want to pray tonight for people, or today for people. Um, and I want us to pray for one another. If you have anything in your life that you need prayer for, sickness, if there's been some sort of disease, um, actually, I don't know, earlier when we were worshiping, I felt that there was somebody, I don't know if it was like a stomach cancer or something in their stomach. Um, could be an ulcer or a tumor, I'm not sure. I felt like it was on the left side. This could be on live stream as well. We're going to pray for you. Um, I want to pray tonight. I want us together as a body to take over authority, take our authority in Jesus and tell the darkness to go. Now, that darkness isn't just sickness. That darkness is anything of the devil, right? Sin, devils, bitterness, hate. You have unforgiveness towards somebody. Jesus has light in him that can give us the ability to say, I forgive you, right? If there's that 
one sin that feels like it just keeps coming back up in your life. Jesus has authority in him that we can say, it's finished, that I'm free. You don't control me anymore. I'm actually a slave to righteousness. And of course, healing. Yeah, let's go ahead. I want to pray as a body. I'm not sure if, we've, if you guys have done this before, but tonight or today, I keep saying tonight. Wow. I preach at night, guys, a lot, just so you know, um, until like 10 o'clock at night. So this is great. 10 in the morning. This is backwards hours. Tonight, if you, ah, today, if you need a miracle, I want you just to raise your hand, all right? And today, yep, go ahead, raise your hand. If you need healing in your body, if there is something in your life where you're like, I just need, I need a miracle. There is that one sin or there was, or that one person I need to forgive or anything, healing-wise, physical, just raise your hand. And we're gonna gather around, all of you, in that area. So if you see someone raising their hand, I want you to put your hand on them right now, okay? So people who are sitting around, if you see somebody raising their hand, this is for everybody, okay? We're all believers here. Go put your hand on them. If you have to run 10 feet to do it or it's a person sitting next to you, it don't matter. Make sure nobody's forgotten. And we are just gonna begin to pray for them for whatever they need. And if they wanna even say what they need healing for, if not, we're just going to pray over them. And I'm just going to begin to pray for things. And there's people who are on uh, live stream right now, I'm sure, who need prayer. And I'm going to pray for those as well. So, Father, we just begin, go ahead, begin to pray. Just begin to lift up faith and thank Jesus for finishing whatever it is they need to finish. He has already done it. So, Father, we thank you for miracles. Father, I thank you for the authority of every believer in here that you have given us the authority through your blood and through your 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 cross, Lord. And God, I ask right now in the name of Jesus for every sickness in here to be healed. I know there's people right now who are, who are sick with the flu at home. There's people who are sick, have colds. We break colds now in the name of Jesus. God, we actually break off whatever that stomach thing was. If there was a cancer or, or a tumor, Lord, I curse it now in the name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you for healing. Father, I thank you for hearts being healed right now, Lord, for those chains that have been holding on to people for bitterness or unbrokenness, Father. We break that off now in your name. Lord, I thank you right now. Every pain in the body, leave. Backs be straightened, God. We thank you for knees being healed now in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you right now, God. Headaches and issues in the mind. I just saw something that was like seizing somebody's mind. Wow, we break that off in Jesus' name, that migraines would be broken. Yeah, Father, I thank you right now, God, for every miracle in this room being available, Lord. God, we just thank you. Shoulders be loosed now in Jesus' name. Necks be loosed in Jesus' name. Father God, I break, I break generational curses too by the blood of Jesus. You said it's been done. Lord, right now, any generational curse, any disease in the family, we, we rebuke it now by your name, and we thank you for wholeness, Lord. In Jesus' name right now, if you've been getting prayer for healing or anything, I want you just to begin to try to check it. If you had pain or if you can experience the Lord doing something, go on to just to test it. And if you know that it's already gone, I want you to raise your hand. All right? I'm looking for any hands. If you can test it, go ahead and test it. Move a shoulder, move a back, move a hip. If you feel anything going on right now, I just want you to raise up your hand. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yep. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, everywhere you went, everybody was healed. 
And Jesus, we know you're here. We talked about this morning, wherever two or more are gathered, you are here. And Father, we thank you for you being here right now. Lord, I thank you for sin habits being broken in Jesus' name today too. Lord, we thank you for the freedom and the righteousness in the believer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let there be wholeness right now in your name, Lord. Your name. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Can I see the hands again? Is there anybody who's been receiving prayer that feels that they have just received a miracle? Can I see hands? We got one hand over here, over here. Thank you, Lord. Hand here, or not at least. Come on, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We can go ahead and close this out here. I just want to say one thing, too. If you, I feel like I haven't experienced my miracle yet. Faith is persistent. And it doesn't mean that when you walk out of here, you're not going to be healed or that that breakthrough isn't going to happen in your life. Um, I've prayed for no joke, thousands of miracles. And a majority of miracles we see happen right away, instant. The few occasions where I remember praying for someone walking away and did not see them get healed, there's been times where I've ran back into those people and they said, no joke, you prayed for me in Walmart last time you were here, I bet. And I'm like, oh, really? And uh, they're like, yeah, but you walked away. My knee wasn't healed. But as soon as you walked away, I took a couple steps and it felt great. I got healed. And I'm like, wow, but didn't you know? So Jesus can heal you in your car. Jesus can touch you tonight. God is so good. Um, so just want you to know that. But I do believe we saw some miracles today. Yeah? Come on. Thank you, Lord. I would love to hear them afterwards, guys. That's so great. I'm going to pray for faith tonight, too, today. Someone should correct me every time I say tonight. Damn it. I'm like, I love you guys. I'm going to pray for faith as well in this church to grow in faith. There is a gift of faith, actually. I don't know if I have it, but I do believe. So we're going to pray for that, and we're going to go ahead and close it out at that point in time. And uh, I believe there's a meal after this as well. I'll hand it back to Steve here. But Father, I just ask right now, Lord, in your name, Jesus, for the gift of faith. I thank you, God, for an increase in faith rate on this body today. Father, teach us a place to come into where we can give it all to you, surrender it all, and have great faith. I believe that this generation is a generation of great faith for miracles, signs, and wonders. So, Lord, we just receive that, Lord. We receive an impartation right now for faith in our lives just to begin to walk like you. Let us walk like you did, Jesus, and do the things that you've called us to do. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, 
and cleanse the lepers and bring your gospel of the kingdom everywhere that we go so that all can be saved, Jesus. Put a burden on us, Lord, for the lost. Build our faith, God, that every person can be saved. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for having me. Go with authority now, right? I want to hear some stories of some demons coming out. It's going to be good. Praise God. see those hands again of those that were had that touch in your body and because we are going to be agreeing with you would you be just very briefly share with us you know if you don't feel that but uh, where did Peter go Peter Okay, so um, I've been having pain in my knees and getting shots in my knees, and um, that really helps for a period of time. But this morning, especially the left knee, which is bone on bone, was really hurting, but it's better. I can kick it out, and it's better. And the other thing is, um, uh, you all know that I've had cancer in my foot three times. And um, there's a, kind of a cracking and a bleeding that's gone on in that spot recently. So as they were praying, I was saying no to cancer in Jesus' name. No more. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Is there any other testimonies that someone would want to share? say so but also that goes for healing too and then we stand with you amen anybody else share so what happens if, if there, there was a healing here and then the symptom tries to come back tell it to leave yes in the in the name in the name of Jesus amen and, you know, again, we just sang that, all authority, well, that was last Sunday, wasn't it? All authority is given unto us. We sang one this morning, too, about that. You know, every victory is yours. There is a testimony of a young guy who prayed for his knees. He was a soccer player. And uh, he wasn't going to be able to play the rest of the year. His um, personal trainer said he blew out his knee and, he came to one of our meetings and we prayed for him and his knee was healed. Hallelujah, right? Praise God. And he was, he was stoked. He's like, I'm going to go back and talk to my trainer. He was in high school and play soccer. And he uh, got out on the field, all of warm-ups before the game. Everything was great. His coach was psyched. Like, I don't know how it's possible you're here. And he, right before the game started, kick a, went to kick a ball and he felt his knee pop and it started hurting. And it was the same pain that was there before. And that night, after we prayed for him, we told him exactly what we were talking about. 
If you felt pain again, it's you don't have the pain. You've been healed in Jesus, so tell it to leave. And we taught him that. And right there on the sidelines while they're in a huddle before he's about to run out into the game, he's just saying, be healed in Jesus' name. <laughs> and, and he's literally stomping on his leg, be healed in Jesus' name. And before the game started, he said, I played the rest of the time, no pain. God, God healed me. I, I chose to believe it. So it's... Devin was talking about our growing in faith, and it comes by exercising our faith. You mentioned that earlier, too, exercising uh, our faith. In other words, doing it. And oftentimes, it'll happen that we receive prayer, and maybe immediately, like you said, the manifestation is there, you know, and we're okay, we feel. But then later on, the next day or next week or whatever, there will come a... Uh, a symptom again and that's where we just take that authority in the name of Jesus and stand against that because it's already done and he already did it you know surely he hath borne our sicknesses and carried our pains and by his stripes we are healed when it comes to that area so hallelujah if anybody else would like specific prayer on something please come forward and uh, but then yes, let's fellowship together in the name of Jesus, Amen. And remember, King's Ministry is there a, a website or something? Yeah. Like yeah, if you go online to eternallyking.com, we have a website, and there are shirts for purchase on there as well. With I feel like some hats and a way to give to us too, if you guys do feel called. What so eternallyking.com. Eternally yeah. So, yep. Yeah. And remember, it's morning, not night. <laughs> That's well, nothing to do with the website. Ten times, I think I said it. So. <laughs> so this is something I just journaled this morning. The name of Jesus takes the place of Jesus personally in the flesh. His name takes the place of Jesus personally in performing miracles, delivering from Satan's authority, and bringing God on the scene. He has literally given us, Father God has given us the name of Jesus. Because we don't have Jesus walking in here right now physically. But he's been, he's, we have his name. We have the name of Jesus just like you were describing all the situations. And so from a little child to the oldest person here or listening online, we have the authority in the name of Jesus. What a gift. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. God bless. Amen.